This podcast is brought to you by Keep Pulling, an Olympic weightlifting resource and USA Weightlifting community development training site located in Tampa, Florida. Find all things weightlifting, including coaching, training programs, community events, and so much more. And Lifting Life, your go-to photography provider for every major USA weightlifting meet in the nation. They are also based in Florida and provide platform lifting sequences and videos, VIP photo packages, and so much more that is available to every single lifter. Capture the moment at Lifting Life. And now, it's time for the show. Okay, hello internet. This is the Keep Pulling Podcast, episode 13. And today we're going to talk a little bit about weightlifting etiquette and culture. But to do that, we brought on some special guests. We have Sean Spragans and Liz Klauka, who we've had on the show before, but say hello, you guys. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, happy to be back. Happy to be back. When's the last, what's the last episode we did together? The events one? Yeah, when yeah. we were talking about the events. Yeah. But we're going to get to know a little bit about Sean. We're going to get to know a little bit about weightlifting etiquette and culture, what that means in the context of the sport of Olympic weightlifting, which we also dearly love. But first, make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Keep Pulling on Instagram, and you can find previous episodes of this podcast on our website, keeppulling.com. There's a drop-down menu that says podcasts. It's pretty easy to find, I hope. But if you like what you hear here, 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 <laughs> Drop us a review on iTunes, but thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So, first of all, who is Sean Spragans? Oh that is that is the question. So, what a question! So, Sean, Sean is a longtime friend. We've known each other through just through the community for a very long time. Uh, he lives with the club now, but I'm going to let him tell a little bit about his quote-unquote weightlifting story. But let's start with when when did you start weightlifting? So basically, I mean, if we're talking about Olympic style weightlifting in particular, my first year was 2008. Um, I guess I got introduced to a weight room in general uh, in high school, just around, um, you know, football, just uh, having to do mandatory weightlifting like that. And I fell in love with that. Um, So towards my senior year of high school, people were like, hey, man, like you're kind of like not too terrible at this. Like, why don't you try the weightlifting team? (laughs) And I was like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't know. But then someone showed me like, um, the results from meets and stuff. And I was like, oh, I think I can like, this might be actually kind of fun. Or you're like, no, I'm just, I'm going for tone, not for bulk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you know, high reps. Lightweight, only. high reps. Right. Exactly. Right. The typical, the typical stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so you found it through football mm-hmm. uh, and that was, what, were you in high school? Yeah, yeah. So I was in high school from, uh, well, I graduated 2008. Mm-hmm. So, so that's when I found um, Olympic, Olympic style weightlifting. <laughs> Someone from there introduced me to uh, Joe Seth, my first uh, Olympic weightlifting coach. So mm-hmm. that's how it all started. Oh, yeah. Team Florida AFP, mm-hmm. Advanced Fitness and Performance, uh, Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Good dude, that Joe Seth. 
You, you never met Joe? Never met him. Don't know who that is. Do you remember the Sunshine State Games when I like clocked myself in the face with that jerk? <laughs> How could I forget and that? And the, the head judge with the ponytail was like, <laughs> Oh, Ooh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's Joe. He's a good okay, dude. yeah. Uh, rides a Harley, I think. Like mm-hmm. He's a dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe's a good friend. He, yeah. uh, he was kind of a... Honestly, he's been like a little bit of a father figure in my life too, but yeah. he, he, he established a very good weightlifting foundation for, mm-hmm. for me. I, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you. Uh, so what kind of, what kind of uh, meets have you done, accomplishments you've achieved? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I guess I've, I've done anything from, uh, you know, small local meets to, um, I guess the highest meet that I've done would be senior nationals. I've done yeah. that a couple times. Nice. Um, nowhere near international level quality or anything, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you can, what's the first year you competed? 2008 was the first year that okay. my very first meet was, um, a, uh, must talk, uh, which was, ho- uh, hosted by Rich Lansky mm-hmm. down in, uh, Venice. Um, still love those meets. It's yeah. very, it's a very good introductory meet. I would say for anyone who wants to get involved in weightlifting. Agreed. I did one mush talk and I just have to say this cause it threw me off and I had no idea what mush talk meant. And I spent like four days Googling and scouring the internet only to find out it was a made up word by the people who hosted the meet. <laughs> by so, Donnie and Rich. Mush talk. Cause yeah. I was like mush talk, potato, mush talk. I was trying every combination. <laughs> Speaking of the mush talk, I will be competing at the mush talk open next Saturday. Ooh. participating in a competition i hate to say the word competing because i'm not really that competitive but <laughs> I, li- I like having fun with weightlifting i coach him at. at meets i disagree but that's okay in my later years now i okay, have a lot more okay, fun okay. than i used to i was second that because i was i i was i was all ate up into the well my performance should be better than it actually is you know we all heard it before yeah, on. I, I think we all go through <laughs> that sometimes. On. Yeah. Now we're old and we don't care. Right. Exactly. So we're now now we're actually trying to have fun because we're like, <laughs> wow, it's fun that I can actually still lift at 38 years old. My knees aren't buckling. Right. Amazing. So so the, the, that's a little bit about Sean. You know about Liz and I. We we all three here and everyone that's a part of our club. That I'll speak for everybody. We all love weightlifting. We love the sport. We love the community. We love USA weightlifting. Uh, we love doing meets. We love putting on meets. And with all of those things combined, what is etiquette and culture? What does that even mean? Uh, so let's, let's go straight to Webster's definition. <laughs> I, I like to just setting this up black and white. Webster's definition says etiquette is defined as the customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular profession or group. Group being weightlifters. Right. So uh, how to how I mean, do you guys agree with this? Like, do you feel like that mm-hmm. in, even in the context of weightlifting like that, it, just a certain pattern of politeness? Right. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, basically it, it's kind of I think a lot of common sense is involved, too. You know, you want to treat others the way you want to be treated, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like with that Webster def- definition, like polite behavior, I think that's a it's a strong part of it where you just want to provide a positive atmosphere for everybody, whether it's, you know, at a meet or in the gym in general. I think it's just common courtesy. You know, you don't want to be around someone who brings the atmosphere down. Mm-hmm. It's going to it's going to affect your physical performance as well as your mental performance. Yeah, 100 percent. I always say the body <clears throat> follows the mind. So if I mean, it's simple as uh, I think Harry Ford uh, or Henry Ford said it, or if you if you believe you can or you believe you cannot, you're right either way. So it kind of plays into that, that mentality. Well, and I do think it's something that like is important to be talked about too, especially with 
uh, all, you know, the different like globo gyms and college gyms and high school gyms. And you've got all these people, you know, maybe not competing in Olympic weightlifting, but starting to utilize it a lot more. You know, you can go to a crunch fitness now and see platforms, which, you know, 10 years ago, if you walked into a globo gym, you would never see that. So I think this is something that is super helpful to people out there who may not have the exposure to Olympic weightlifting like, you know, the three of us have or even the people in our club. So right. or exposure to a club in general or an event or something like that, because now there's a there's a lot of people who kind of train on their own or have found a program that's either free or very inexpensive, say through Train Heroic, for example. And they can just go to crunch and utilize it, but they're all by their lonesome. They're not lifting with other weightlifters who share mm -hmm. the same kind of thing usually, right? Uh, whereas if you're part of a team, say from like you were AFP when you first started, like uh, I lifted for a couple of different clubs and ran a bunch of my own. Uh, and it's just, it, it's a little bit different feeling. And, and a lot of, a lot of uh, the etiquette stuff plays into safety also. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about all of these things uh, as we go, but we, we've kind of busted it into a couple different topics, uh, etiquette and culture in the gym uh, as part of a team in and out of competition and also just in the community at large like when you're visiting another club when you're going to a different event or you just see another weightlifter on the street like what do you do you just draw on fire immediately or you just say hey man what's up we should train together it's like the jeep gang when you see another jeep driver you gotta wave at them <laughs> oh, yeah. otherwise you know <laughs> so are gotta, you even a jeep driver we gotta get that the spare tire cover that says <laughs> it's a weightlifter thing you wouldn't understand <laughs> <laughs> we could get that for the platforms like that's just painted on just you wouldn't understand yeah. or it's a weightlifting it's a thing. weightlifting thing you wouldn't understand what is it now it's hashtag iykyk if you know you know if you're a weightlifter you know yeah iykyk if you know you know mm -hmm. come on get with the hip time you're a middle school teacher you should know this i just needed to see the letters in my head <laughs> okay so we'll we'll tee off uh, unless you guys have something to add about that but i mean let's let's talk about uh, etiquette in the gym we've got a couple notes here just to keep our minds tr on track here um but the, basically in the gym the things i was thinking of is it this first one comes down to safety is try not to walk in front of a lifter. Like when someone's setting up to do a lift, try not to walk in front of them. Uh, one, because it's distracting for them. And two, if, if they were to miss and you're in front of them and the bar comes down, steel wins against bone every time. <laughs> exactly. So. I mean, you know, I think, uh, especially in competitions, um, and we'll, we'll get to this a little bit more later, but I think as an athlete, you do need to be able to perform under any circumstances. However, mm -hmm. if you go down to do a snatch or a clean and jerk and you get in your start position and you look up and some dude's crotch is right in front of you, that is not going to be a good look for anybody. It's slightly distracting. So, so, you know, just be aware of when someone is going to take a lift. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not too difficult, but, you know, you've got, especially when you're in a gym training, there's a bunch of people lifting at the same time and stuff, but... Just keep an open eye, you know, try not to walk in front of people. Right. And, and this kind of plays into something that I didn't list. I'm sorry, I'll let you go in a second. Because Liz and I are sharing a microphone, so it's super awkward when we, like, try to talk at the same time because it's like, uh, what did you guys say, the lady in the tramp scene where they're... Yes, yes, they are literally two inches apart from each other, staring into each other's eyes, and I'm thoroughly enjoying myself <laughs> but right but now. But there's no spaghetti and meatballs, and that's the <laughs> disappointment for me. <laughs> but what I was going to say is uh, when, when you mentioned be aware of your surroundings and, and you know not distracting someone also down to safety that's i didn't write down anything about headphones and i'm kind of like soft mm. about it and i know people like headphones sometimes no music is as distracting as too much music but if you're like noise canceling mode is on and you're just like moving around and bars are flying everywhere like it, 
there's a chance that you could just take a step backwards into someone doing a 100 kilo snatch and then you get bumped upside the head and then I have to fill out an incident report, you know? So. Yeah, if, if you can't hear, like if Patrick says, hey, watch out, but you can't hear, right. and bad news bears. But I also think like when you're talking about this walking in front of a lifter form of etiquette there, I, I always love to play devil's advocate on the on the podcast whenever Patrick says something. I like to co- look at it from an alter- alternate um, thing. Oh, I bumped the microphone. You sure did. Um, Everyone heard it. <laughs> but I think I think it comes down to two where, you know, if someone does walk in front of you, like, for example, our gym is in a CrossFit gym, and there are many times where in the CrossFit area, very far from where the weightlifting happens, someone might walk across. So I think there's an etiquette on the other side, too, where if someone is just unknowingly walking in front of you, you're not losing your mind and going, no. oh, I can't make a lift and yeah. it's all your fault. Yeah, like, oh, I missed um, that that 50% warm-up because the dude, you know, 30 feet in front of me mm-hmm. dropped his MP3 player. Right. Completely so, agree. So there's, there's definitely an etiquette as a lifter, too, where if some, you know, especially for those people lifting at crunch or things like that, where they have no idea. So that goes, that goes, right. you know, being aware of your surroundings where if you see homeboy about to rip off some deadlifts right in front of you, maybe take another minute and wait to do your you know, wait to do your lift until he's done. Cause he has no idea. Like right. he's not going to know, Hey, you're about to take a snatch. I should stay out of your way. Cause th- it's, it's just not a known thing. Right. So. And, and especially people doing CrossFit, like there, there's a lot of oxygen deprivation. So the brain kind of goes into this mode and they just like all sense of danger <laughs> and all of that stuff just goes away, which is it's fine. What do they uh, call it? Like the dark place or something? Right. I mean, they're trying to, to trying to get it in. Right. So as weightlifters too, we have to be mindful of that, that they just sometimes fear. What's that? I'm sorry, Lord. They, they know not what they do. No, but there's like a term for it. It's like the dark place or your pain cave. Yeah. The pain cave. Pain that's cave. Pain yeah. cave. That's what it is. Yeah, not you're the, pain you're the, cake. you're the resident, uh, regionals crossfit that alternate alternate <laughs> so let's move on uh, I, I put this one in and i'm going to read it just as it is clean your shit up that's all self-explanatory Seriously. put your most i mean put your weights away and i i personally have a crunch membership i go there like twice a week but the other day i i kind of yell is a poor term but dudes just left bars and plates all over the ground i was like hey are you gonna are you guys gonna pick that up mm-hmm. and they did because I'm very intimidating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, take pride in your club. Take pride in your equipment. Take pride of your space. So put all the bars away. Put everything away as you found it or better than you found it. Uh, like we have all the, the bar, or I'm sorry, bar cleaners with the brushes, alcohol wipes, all that stuff. So that not only do we take care of it, but it'll last us a long time too. It's like I always tell, I coach volleyball and, you know, we always tell the story to our girls at the beginning of the season of the Japanese volleyball team that after losing um, I, it, the medal game, I don't know if it was bronze or gold, but after they lost the medal game, the coach made his team stay behind and clean up the locker room because, mm. you know, that you should take pride in where you play. Even if it's you had a bad lifting day or you had a bad, you know, bad training day, whatever it is, still take pride in where you are and what you do. Yeah, and I think you touched on this a little bit too, but you also just want to clean the chalk off your bar as well. You know, you don't want to leave caked on sweaty chalk for another lifter to come you know, use that bar and stuff. And I think another part of this is your own equipment. Like don't leave wrist wraps laying around. Don't leave knee wraps laying around. Like make sure you just put all your stuff in your gym bag and, you know, just keep the whole area clear as much as you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. I try to remind people to use the cubbies and I'm not, we're not trying to pick on people at KP, but uh, where our space is set up, I mean, the bags are all over the floor. Like we had someone trip over a bag once and stuff. And Mm -hmm. again, back to safety, 
uh, which part of the USA Weightlifting Level 1 handbook says that your, your space should be clean and clear of all debris. That mm -hmm. is literally verbatim. So that includes... Uh, I mean, everything really. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've definitely been guilty of it too. Like if you have like several water bottles, several, you know, shaker sure. cups and stuff like that, just, just you know, keep an, op keep a, keep, keep an eye on it. Yeah. And just know that somebody may trip over and, you know, just think of your other, your fellow teammates mm -hmm. is all. Who wants the next one? Oh, I'll take this one. Okay, our last one we had was control, temper, and outburst. So I... I hate to pick on you guys, but I feel like a lot of the men are a little more guilty about these temper and outbursts uh, than the women because the women are internalizing them much more. Um, but I think what we mean by that is just if you miss a lift or if something misses behind you, you know, we've all seen the lifter who's like, like flowing expletives and just screaming and throwing the bar and ripping their belt off and chucking it across the room. And, you know, again, that just doesn't make your club look good doesn't make your your team look good it just doesn't make you look good at all yeah we haven't had anyone do that in a long while yeah very long time we've seen it at events um not so much in our own gym I had, i've had someone spike a belt like they just scored a touchdown in the super bowl because they missed <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't I can't remember what the lift was but uh, i'm i'm guilty of it too i mean that <laughs> you know i think i think that's something that you kind of learn with age and experience especially and not not even necessarily your your actual, you know, birthday, but you know, how long you've been in the sport of weightlifting. I remember like my first couple of years, I had that, I definitely had that mentality of, you know, I take this super serious. I, I cannot miss a lift. Like if I, you know, I'm a failure, if this happens mm -hmm. and you know, throwing things is out of the question. Don't ever throw weights. Don't throw your wrist wraps. I, I yeah. throw my wrist wraps once or twice, but you know, if you, if you need a minute, you know, just collect yourself, walk away for a second, whatever, fine. But don't storm out of the gym. Don't, you know, don't yell, cuss, scream. That's not a good look. Yeah. And, and you know, I've, I've had those moments too where I f was training and I just walked right out the back door and like mm -hmm. sat on a big tire out there, you know, that people used to flip or whatever. I just sat there and I was like, let's get it together, man. And I went in like five minutes later and probably went down like 20 kilos and just started oh, a yeah. bar or whatever it was again. Mm -hmm. So sometimes a moment like a break like that is, is a good a good thing to take. Go ahead. I thought of another one. Let's go. Um, know when you miss a lift for the love of all that is holy. If you are not going to make it and you know that chasing it is going to be a safety issue, oh, let it go. Yeah. Play it like Elsa. <laughs> let it go. I don't know how many times I've seen a lifter run off a platform with, you know, 60 plus kilos Ooh. overhead and go fly, you know, 10 steps off the platform, you know, and that, that again comes down to safety. So, mm -hmm. and I mean, you can watch old videos of me trying to take the same snatch 12 times and missing every time and chasing it, running, like running like first, a marathon. Like that first time you snatched 60? No, it was 56 and it was horrible. Oh, I, all and I remember I, was blues. But I, I high-fived you anyway because I was I literally chased it to a second platform in front of me. So I think that's an important, that, you know, that's a safety thing as much as it is an etiquette thing. Right. Is knowing if it's if it's missed, it's missed. You know, you live to fight another day, but don't murder people on the yeah. On the miss. And when people ask me, oh, isn't weightlifting dangerous? I'm like, there are two scenarios in which someone can get hurt in weightlifting. One, doing more weight than you're capable of, or two, trying to be a hero is what I call it, where you're chasing it down. For, you know, it's that, that's when you, things start rotating differently. You get weird support. It's just the stress on the body is is too too much. Or it's freak, not worth it for that accident. one training leg. Right. right, or a freak accident at state championships. We won't talk about that. Oh, we we left, we left one out. Uh, oh, you you want to yeah. take it since you noticed? Sure. Um, so in the sport of weightlifting, 
there, in my opinion, should never be reserved platforms or reserved barbells. I believe all the equipment belongs to everybody and it's kind of just a first come first serve thing or if someone needs to work on a particular exercise in which you know a squat rack may or may not need to be used I think everybody should share everything uh, and you know when 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 you have that kind of um, comes with controlling your temper as well like if someone their favorite barbell gets taken and you know you can just tell that they're going to be in a bad mood for the rest of the workout like please understand like that is that there's no room in weightlifting for that type of mentality that is diva behavior i'll say it's diva hang on amen go, go ahead and i'm going to look up the actual <laughs> the it, the irony is when keep pulling first got its start we had a group that self-dubbed themselves the 813 divas you know who you are ogs um and that was that that was what they were notorious for and we shut that down eventually yeah and <laughs> according to miriam or oxford dictionary a diva is a self-important person who is temperamental and difficult to please. <laughs> Where my bar by that? And give me that thing. No, it does not work like that. If you want to share it with somebody, feel free. And like, especially with the three of us, our background and stuff, like we're used to sharing platforms and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So two barbells on the same platform, it's very easy. You take a lift. The barbell in front, you just push it off the front of the platform. The right. person in the back takes their lift. Or even sharing a, a bar. Like, uh, I'll, I'll give my training time away to everyone. So I usually train in the middle of the day, like 12 or 1 o'clock. And one of our lifters, who's also been lifting for a considerable amount of time, Juan, well, like we usually train together, but we are there. It's literally just us in the gym, maybe one other person. So we have, what, 10, 11 platforms total. But we both lift on one. Like even though the whole gym is empty, we like to share together because it's actually, it's good for the cadence. It's good to kind of push each other too. Mm -hmm. And it's good to have that experience with, I, I would say teammate, even though oh, I yeah. technically coach him, but you know, we're sometimes we, sometimes I like to train with people too, uh, but not all the time, you know, and it's a, kind of a special case too. I'm not, I'm, just, I'm digging myself in a hole. I'm not, I don't have to, I don't have to qualify that, but we train together sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. And and going back to the sharing the platform thing, I think it's kind of a camaraderie thing too. Like, right. you know, it it's an individual sport, but we are very much a part of a team. And it, some of the most memorable workouts can be when you two push each other mm -hmm. and share the same equipment and the weights and stuff. And it, it just builds a, a good atmosphere. Yeah, the camaraderie. Sorry, is, that was me. <laughs> that was Sean's head hitting the, <laughs> the pop filter. First time, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. But now that's a good segue into etiquette as being part of a team. And being part of a team means, hey, I lived at a club. Well, just well, for context, keep pulling. I mean, obviously, whatever. It's the keep pulling podcast. But we'll use our gym and club as, a, as an example where everyone who lives there is, we're all teammates. No matter if somebody competes or not or lifts a certain amount of weight or not, like there's no prerequisites to, to having to be supported by your teammates. So, and that's our first point is cheer and support your teammates, both in the gym and at events, should they ever choose to do one. Uh, so it just, it's a two way street. You know, we, we all feed off of each other when we're all doing well and having fun, everyone performs better, period. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I agree with that too, because you'll have some people who will never, never compete ever. Um, you have some people like myself who competed for a very long time and then just kind of eh, don't feel like it anymore. But having that support from your teammates, even in the gym, um, makes a big difference and kind of keeps mm -hmm. people bought into what they're doing because they feel like a part of something rather than just, oh, I'm just going to the gym to get in shape and, you know. Right. And it's been months of speaking of you training, you came to the gym today and it's been probably 
two months since you've been to the gym. That's been a while. But you just walked right up, shared a platform with Emily. Like, there's nothing, mm-hmm. didn't miss a beat, just in and out. Um, you know, numbers are numbers are numbers, but you guys, you know, you made it work. And, and I mean, and it's very have fun. Di- you guys have it, fun together. It's so much different than, you know, I've been lifting in our garage. I've been lifting by myself. Like, I've been just kind of doing stuff when I can. And the difference between being in a group where you feel supported, people are cracking jokes, people are, you know, cheering you on. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm doing... 50% of what I have done in the past and still I feel people are cheering for me as loud for clean and jerking 45 as they were when I was clean and jerking you know in the 80s umpteen million years ago I'm humble brag no big uh, deal <laughs> yeah, just, didn't you clean uh, you almost cleaned 91 once remember it was by accident oh, at yeah, TVC3 when we missed the bar when I thought it was 86 and I was like how am I missing this no, you didn't think it was 86 we all thought it was 86 <laughs> so we loaded <laughs> Whatever. That's not. That's that's long, long gone. That was very funny. I think that's especially important for brand new teammates too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you don't want to walk into a gym and everyone's silent. Nobody talks to you. Right. And no one says hi or welcome. Awful. Yeah. And and that's that's something we spent a considerable amount of energy and it's making sure everyone welcomes everybody. And like I said, we have people who are brand new. They go through their level one academy. They see everyone lifting, but they've never touched a bar before. So then they're like you know it, it shouldn't be a, a hard not a hard sell but it, it they should want to be able to continue and be like hey let me do level two academy because it looks like everyone's having such a good time here uh and then after that it's like okay well had so much fun maybe i'll stick around for a while you know and have fun with all these people on the regular that was bullet point four i was just pretty proud of it what's that get to know your teammates yeah for sure i mean oh, it, this ties back in it, it's just a a particular uh, point of interest for myself, welcoming new new teammates. That's how your team grows. That's how the sport mm-hmm. of weightlifting grows. And so, you know, whether it's about weightlifting, like, like talk to them, talk right. to your teammates, support your teammates, you know, whether it's about weightlifting or your personal life or whatever, uh, just, just talk to your teammates, get to know them. Yeah. And it's easy. It's like, Hey, how did you, how did you find this place? Or, Hey, what do you do for a living? Or right. literally, literally anything. Well, and, that, be, and that, that sort of stuff starts to segue and starts to, you know, branch off into like we did team brunch a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't just like the OG people there, like the people who come five days a week or the people who are the competitive group. It was literally everyone from our youngest lifters to our oldest lifters to our most experienced, our least experienced, yeah, like and everything re- in between. It was a riot. Remote athletes show up. Too. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. right. We did have some remotes come. Yeah. And I mean, we had a great time. Yeah. What did we have? We had a room in the back of this pub and it was what we had like 20 people yeah, or something really like that. Fun. And it was it was a riot. You know, it's of course bottomless mimosas or whatever. Ooh, <laughs> we never awesome. found that bottom. I know we did. sure didn't. <laughs> but great food. And it was a great time with everyone, even though we had two big tables and it, like the group was separated. But we were like yelling back and forth and like having a good time so i was gonna when you mentioned cracking jokes with people i was like i was gonna be like yeah we cracked a lot of jokes in the gym because it's got to be lighthearted, you know for sure mm-hmm. and along with getting to know your teammates i think it's important to try to get a general understanding of what numbers your uh your fellow teammates are familiar with like their best lifts and stuff like that because you also kind of want to know when they're about to take a significant mm-hmm. lift right and you know if someone's about to attempt a pr and no one's paying attention everyone's talking and stuff like that's you know it's fine you should still be able to make the lift and everything but it's it's much more fun and and you know entertaining when everyone supports each other and knows when that's a significant lift yeah and along those lines i I, you know this this borders on diva behavior but me internally when when i am lifting personally and i hear like a side conversation it's it's a little bit distracting for me trying to but 
What Sorry, it just started raining. It's raining, raining oh. like really hard. Sorry, it's not like the roof was about to come yeah, off. I didn't know what that was. Anyway, so for me, for me, it's just a little distracting because I'm like processing what is being said and like it, like mentally engaging in the conversation, even though I might not be talking. Right. But it's different than someone being like, "All right, let's go, let's go, let's go," you know, like screaming, "Let's get it, let's get it." That's that's totally different type of encouragement where you know if someone's talking about, uh, I don't know, stock market. Okay, stock market's a good one. Where I'm like. Oh geez, everything's down right now. I should really sell that wish stock that uh, my father was talking about, but not really. Making a comeback. Dude, it dropped twenty percent. <laughs> I you know. See it? It'll be good. Okay, we're not going to talk about. Por- oh gosh, what did I do? Yeah, I know what happened. Stop. <laughs> see, it's, it's very track, distracting. See, very was, distracting. See, I was doing a podcast, and then someone had a side conversation about stocks, <laughs> and I got totally distracted. Imagine <laughs> what could happen if I had my hands on a hundred kilos. You know what I mean? So that that's you know it's it's when that's happening, you realize a big lift is going down. Just to push pause on the convo maybe for like mm-hmm. what's a, li- a snatch last what 0.8 seconds right just all right man let's go let's get it all right cool yo here we go my teammates are watching bang bang mm-hmm. you know, i got it and a lot of this probably so- sounds like duh like but right. you know you'd be surprised at how much this does not happen mm-hmm. and it's it's almost kind of sad in a way like you know if you see across the gym especially if you have a big gym you know and all you can do is yell across the room you know, it's kind of sad to see when, when someone especially misses it and then they're disappointed and you know that they're kind of thinking like, man, I, I wish I wish I would have had the support of my team right there. Right. Well, th- yesterday, here's an instance. Yesterday at the gym, uh, we had an impromptu heavy single day. Uh, at the, we're four weeks out from a competition, TBAC 8 on September 11th and 12th. Shameless plug. So we had a heavy single day, both lifts yesterday. And Joel, uh, one of our lifters, his best lift was like 102 clean and jerk. And he took 100 and everyone was watching. We're like, dude, that was easy. He's like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm done. And we're like, no, no, you should, you should try 105. You should do it. He's like, oh no, I'm real tired. And I was like, yeah, I was real tired earlier, but I went up five kilos and made a PR all time in my thirties. No big deal. And he was like, oh man, now I got to try it. I'm a brat. Yeah, like, you did it. So I'm, I didn't say what the number was. No, I didn't say what the number true, was because no one cares about numbers. I don't care about numbers. Anyway. So Joel, I was like, okay, well I'm going to go to the bathroom and see how you feel, whatever. So I'm, I'm like almost walking through the door to the office and I hear him take the clean. And I was like, that son of a gun. And I turned around and I was like, let's go. I literally screamed from across the gym. And he made the jerk. And I ran all the way back and gave him a high five. And I was Hell like, yeah. all right, now I got to pee. And I <laughs> went all the way back. But, you know, I put my life on hold for a second because I knew. Like, I, I had a good feeling he was going to make it. And he made it. That was a three kilo PR. Good job, Joel. Nice job, Joel. Great. Good job, Joel. There you go. There you go. So down to uh, respecting your, or I'm sorry, what were we talking about? Supporting your teammates or I don't know where the hell we we're on, on this. We're, support, uh, we're at number two. We've been jumping around. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it all plays together. Like, all of these things uh, are probably going to spill over into each category. We have competition, community, team, and gym. No, like, oh, I'm sorry, what? We're still on team. Yeah, no, yeah I'm just on. saying a lot of it's probably going to spill over mm-hmm. because etiquette is etiquette is etiquette. Uh, and, and respectful behavior is respectful behavior either way. So Well, and to go away. along with what Sean was saying about knowing kind of what your teammates, like what their bests are and where, you know, where they are. So you do know those big lifts are coming. Right. I think it's equally important. We, we kind of unanimously said this, that if you are part of a team, you are following the program that the team is following. And um, it might not look exactly the same. You know, if you're a, a beginner, you might be following more of a beginner program. If you're, you know, making your fifth comeback, go me. Um, you're following a different one. <laughs> so, but I think following that program is so, <laughs> Stop. I'm Patrick's so sorry. laughing at me. 
because I keep I keep getting hurt and coming back. You're not hurt. Stop it. You have a life and you are crushing everything you do. So yeah. whatever. Anyways, but knowing like you know if if the whole team is doing like this big um, complex day, like there was I think there was one you guys had in the gym the other day. It was like a clean complex. Did uh, I see this? There's like power clean front squat jerk for or doubles. Some, or yeah, something. there was something like that. But like knowing that everyone in the gym is doing that. You know, because you go in, I, I, I can, I think all of us can attest to this that we've gone in and seen a complex written down in our program. We're like, oh. Or it's like, hey, do this for a heavy single. Right, like a, a couple of weeks ago, we had two front squat plus two jerk. Right. And it's like, hey, 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 man, what did you get? Or like, someone mm-hmm. new walks in, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, what, where did you end? Yep. Even though we have a leaderboard function on our on our training app, it's it's still cool. Like, oh, well, you got you got one ten. Oh, I'm gonna do one eleven. Well, and then you hear, oh, I'm going to do 113. I'm going to beat all y'all. It's like, all right, bring it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then, and then someone else like me walks in and is like, uh, it says 80%. That's what I'm doing. Right. Well, if I mean, it's <laughs> all right, But it's still, it's like that. It's that support. It's that camaraderie. You right. know, when you go in dreading, dreading the training day because you're like, oh, man, this is going to be a gnarly day. You know, the, the cherry picker in me wants to say, well, but tomorrow's day looks easier. I'm just going to do that. Mm-hmm. But Or you yesterday's know, day. Or yeah. yesterday's or, you know, a year ago. Um, but like coming in and seeing your teammates are like grinding it out and pushing through, you know, it's, it's like inspiring. And, you know, growing up playing, playing team sports myself, like it was the same thing that like, you know, we had to, I ran cross country and we had, we had a cross country day that was like, it was like a 13 mile practice and it was misery. And I wanted to skip every year. I wanted to skip that day, but knowing my team was there like grinding through that same thing, you know, it really helps. And if, if you come in and see one of your teammates has decided not to grind through it, it's, you know, it, it takes a lot of like the wind out of your sails when you're, you know, hyping yourself up for something mm-hmm. like that too. Right. You have to go through the suck together. Right. <laughs> yeah. And embrace think, the suck. And I think it worked on Joel to go back to the story. Cause there was like what, 10, 11 of us standing around. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're going to stop there. Now that with these, like, yeah, I'm tired. And we're all like one Oh five. Yep. One Oh five. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And, and just, just with the programming thing, please understand that coaches spend a lot of time coming up with these programs. So just also kind of out of respect for your coach and the time that they put in to put it to, to build a quality program when you don't follow it, it's kind of like, well, you're kind of wasting your coach's time then. Oh, stop. (laughs) It does take a considerable amount of time. Uh, but I mean, I'm glad it, you know, we put that effort in so that everyone's successful in the long run, right? So it's all about development. It's never about the weights. Uh, you know, and I always go back to this, but never be fixated on like target weights in there or whatever. A lot of it's by feel. A lot of it's what your body's capable of that day, right? So, you know, it's, it's flexible, but also like, you know, uh, there's no way for us to know or manage or predict what's going to happen if... You know, we're like jumping back and forth or like doing some random thing you saw or like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to try small love. You know, I'm just that is like nails on a chalkboard, you know. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. That's a separate podcast where we could talk about Russian and Bulgarian things. <laughs> and to segue into our last bullet point. Um, no, we haven't talked about competition. No, yet. we're not. I'm, our last bullet point of nope. etiquette in the gym. Um, appreciate your team and your coach. And this is something that. I know Patrick would never say. Uh, I know he would never ask for, but I, I know being a coach for as long as I've coached, um, being a teacher, things like that, coaches really do put a ton of their time, their effort, their you know their mental everything into their athletes. They put a lot of their um, <laughs> they put a lot of their their emotion into what their athletes do. Like there is not a 
there is not a, a an event, a meet, a game, anything that I have left as a coach not just utterly exhausted, even when I didn't do anything. So, you know, when it comes to appreciating your coach, I, I'm telling you, the words thank you go so, so far, and they are not said enough, um, mm-hmm. especially in this sport because it's a lot of adults competing, and I think adults sometimes forget that other adults uh, need to hear those words every now and then. Um, so, so that's just something to keep in mind. You know, tell your coach, tell your teammates, hey, thanks for supporting me. Thanks for cheering me on. You know, hey, thanks for going out of your way to write that programming. Thanks for checking in on me. Like th- those little things go a very, very long way to just elevate the level of your club and elevate the mentality um, that you all share. I humbly accept. <laughs> <laughs> But moving on, moving on. <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree. And, and it, it, it happened. And yeah, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it. Go ahead. Like I said, he would never talk about it. Um, but it's just something I know as a, as a coach myself is something that, you know, that little thank you card that my 13 year olds get me at the end of the year. It's cheesy. It's corny. And it every year makes me makes cry. Cause I'm cry. like, Oh, they love me. <laughs> and it, it, it might not look like it, but especially at weightlifting competitions, I think every single coach would agree that coaching at a weightlifting meet is far more exhausting than actually lifting the weight and competing. I can show you my heart rate readout. <laughs> I wish I had like an adrenaline meter too, because that shit, it also, well, I guess we're, that yeah. stuff is up and down because we're sharing the emotions of the athletes. And imagine, so taking uh, like uh, that Daytona meet over at mm-hmm. the AO series, whatever it was, Three. where we had like, I think we had like 18, 19 people. And between the couple of us, we're like back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, five sessions a day, ups and downs and caffeine and not caffeinated. It is crazy exhausting. I'll mention this because I don't know if Patrick's going to, but Patrick's session started (laughs) at what time? 8.30. 8.30 p.m. On day day two. And you started coaching. Day three. Day three. three. And what time in the morning did you start coaching? I was at 6 a.m. weigh-ins with somebody. Yeah, warrior warrior big time but and you know i was still having fun and uh, i didn't do very well at that i think i went two for six uh, at that meet um nowhere near what i could probably do now um but i still was like walking off stage pointing at the lifting life camera like what uh <laughs> you know even though i remember taking my first warm-up uh, clean and jerk at 60 i had blues on and i stood the clean up and i put it down because i got so dizzy and i was like I'm bleeping tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, and he looks at uh, it was me and Brian Archul. Oh, that's right. I was coaching with you, and, and he's I think like, Sean was with you too." Sean he's like, "I want yeah. four lifts before I take my first one." He's like, "I'm doing three more, and I'm done." Yeah. And then I'm going out there. He's like, "I got nothing." Yeah, went, we're feeding him Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I went 60, 90, 100, and then I think like <laughs> one ten out front. Yep. Yep. Like a couple times because I didn't make the first. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of competition, let's talk about etiquette and competition. And I'll take this first one because I, I, I put it on here and it's very succinct. It is share, period. Share everything back there. You are not the only person that is there to compete. Uh, there are, uh, let's see, at, at, we'll use day, 2009 Daytona as an example. I think there were 16, 1700 competitors, right? And we're talking about 12 to 14 people per session. And we have six warm up platforms per competition platform, right? Uh-huh. So 14 divided by six is easily two, right? I mean, there's two and a half, maybe two, two and a quarter. So there will be multiple people per platform, bar, plates and equipment <clears throat> so it's please uh, and i'm not i'm not saying like you are not the only i'm like i'm not targeting anyone by saying that like 
multiple people will have to share a single warm-up platform that's all yeah and i think sometimes especially new coaches or new athletes uh mm-hmm. you, you might just not understand like what needs to be done or how a warm-up area works at a at a weightlifting meet but right. you know the the general overall rule is you're, you're gonna have to share a platform you can't you can't unless you have i don't know I don't know what a good number is, maybe 10 athletes, you know, that you have to warm up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult and impo- well, impossible to have an entire platform, an entire set of weights and, you know, barbells for yourself by right. yourself. Like no one called ahead and reserved, you know, platform A in the back. You right. Know, they're not, it's just, it's not doable. Well, and on, on that note too, when, you know, if you, if you get to a platform first, you know, cause we all, everyone knows there, you have some people that the second they open the warm up doors, it's like, I'm going in, I'm getting my platform. Then you have other people that like, you know, waltz in a few minutes after and things like that. So if someone comes up to you and says, Hey man, can we, you know, can we share this platform? The proper response is if you are the only one on it, the proper response is, of course. Right. Yes. That, so I'm going to take a second because I don't want to, I don't want this to sound like we're, we're bitching about people who are just doing the wrong things. Yeah. Uh, but maybe to, to change the tone of this a little bit, uh, just expect when you go to a competition, whether it's local, national, or uh, what did I call it? Hashtag not quite nationals <laughs> with the AO series, right? Uh, so sub-national or regional. Just, just know and expect that someone's going to come up to you if you're on a platform and be like, usually this is the interaction. Hey, coach, how many people do you have on this platform? Uh, I got two. Oh, cool. Well, I have one. Do you mind if we throw on with you? Uh, okay, cool. Where, what, what's your girl opening at? 60. Oh, cool. Mine's at 63. So we'll probably share the same schedule. Awesome. We'll do our best to load for you. So will we? Okay, great. Thank you so much. Boom. And then the warm up starts. Yes. The session is called. Mm-hmm. Intros happen. And then everyone is just jiving, and usually it's the coaches. And this is this this is the fun part per, part for me also is this is how we meet other coaches mm-hmm. and clubs. It's like, hey, coach, hey, my name's Patrick. Uh, my clubs keep pulling. We're down in Florida. Where are you from? Oh, we're from Philadelphia. Oh, awesome. What's the name of your club? Okay, let me follow you on Instagram. Cool. What's your girl need? Okay, we're going to Yellows. All right, I got I got this side. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's this mutual. Um, mutual use of space uh, that could be that should be very uh, friendly and accommodating. Uh, that, that, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not to backtrack, but I didn't want it to sound like you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Oh, so for just, sure. just know what to expect. Like I don't want to take that tone with anything because I'm not saying we were, but I don't want that to be misinterpreted mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. You know? So that, that's all. I think it's the etiquette conversation though right, too. Right, it right. comes off like that because we are talking about. I, I mean, your, defini- pause, your, almost, your yeah. definition of etiquette had something to do with rules of a society or something like that. Sure. So, you know, it does come off as don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Um, but but even even well, I mean, we talk about positive coaching alliance and with positive coaching and framing something in the mindset of, hey, do this instead of, hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So not uh, share, not right, it's just don't hog, be share, a bar not hog. don't hog. You're right. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay, cool. Now that we got that out of the way, I just I was feeling on my conscience. Right? <laughs> Can I, I add like, one thing real yeah, quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. I think add two things. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in my opinion, hostility in any in any shape or form, hostility, aggression, has no place in the sport of weightlifting in general, and I think if you're if you're somebody who you know enjoys the drama and you know trash talking, j- please go join the UFC instead. <laughs> oh you know, my goodness! Like, uh, yeah. I always like to say, just let the lifting do the talking. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, you know, outlift someone, well, you're gonna have to lift more weight than them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's cut and dry. It really is like. And, and we, we're all, at some point, you become aware of your own capabilities. 
and you're aware of your own abilities in weightlifting too. So, I mean, there's there's a difference between friendly banter and tra- yes. like, kind of trash talking in the gym and then like basically talking crap on social media essentially or, mm-hmm. you know like we're not there yet uh, we'll i know that's that coming one. up in the community <laughs> section but mm-hmm. still it's just uh, the general respect and 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 sharing and accom- being accommodating of all people from all different walks of weightlifting that's that's what mm-hmm. it's all about i think at least the three people talking right now like we're very used to even sharing platforms with the people that we're competing against obviously you're in the same session you're going to mm-hmm. be sharing stuff with the people that you're trying to beat but that's just part of weightlifting right and uh, just one more thing I'd, I'd like to add is when you're sitting in the crowd or, or whether you're backstage or, or wherever, you have to understand where you are. You do not want to badmouth anyone. If there's a particular weightlifter that you don't like or whatever, you know, keep it behind closed doors, especially if you're sitting in the audience and you're saying, oh, look at this lifter or look at that coach over there. Well, guess what? Their parents might be sitting in the mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah, exactly. Their coaches might be sitting in the crowd. Yeah. And that is such a bad look on your team, man. And it's, yeah, especially like I, I remember this hasn't happened often, but just being, I remember saying to someone like, you're, my logo's on your chest. Right. You're in a bright green t-shirt, whether you realize it or not, like, please just keep keep that to not a minimum but just don't let it happen and just be if you don't have something nice don't say it at all That's exactly all. yeah so well, and I, I think we have and, that on our list you right know? It's, it's professionalism right mm-hmm. and and i remember so remember when we first started uh 8813 it was like 2014 and i had those athlete contracts do you remember that i do remember that. where it was uh like we were trying to build a university team because uh, we had a lot of university level athletes and whatever whatever and i was like here's my way of trying to support you as a lifter and i had this literally it was an agreement that said i will provide you know the training and this and that uh just in in some instances it was like i'll give you this amount of 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 money as an annual purse for you to compete in local competitions to try and qualify for higher level things uh, because a lot of them were students and couldn't really afford to do weightlifting, couldn't really afford a full gym membership. So that was my way of like being flexible and working with them. And part of that, this is my point, part of that agreement that they had to literally sign and give to me was uh, represent professionally uh, and and always hold up like the most upstanding character or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I forget how I phrased it, but part of that was, you know, like tag us on social media. Like I am your coach. You will follow the programming. You'll train so many times per week, but also you'll represent your club and our brand as, as professionals and um, friendly outgoing people, because as a brand and as a club, you're only as good as your, your, uh, biggest asshole. <laughs> I don't know. Oh how, you know, I don't know how else to phrase that, but if someone is a, just a complete jerk, right. You know, oh. that is the megaphone that is projected. Oh, yeah. It's like, Oh, well I hear keep pulling just full of jerks, mm-hmm. you know, because one person may be like, F that guy, F this girl, you know, I'm the best when most of the time they're not. Right. <laughs> so, but that, that's it's, that's a long-winded way to say that you know that's 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 one way that I one worked with people you know it's like hey I'll either give you free or reduced gym membership but also here's what's expected of you in that instance mm-hmm. and as soon as either one of us breaks this pact either your membership goes full or we part ways as coach and athlete because that's my expectation is that the club and brand is represented well and you um, make a, a shining example of yourself like you just don't want to be seen as the jerk that's all exactly it doesn't matter how big or small your team is you gotta you know you yeah. have 200 athletes on the team but you know one person makes a bad uh remark to to an athlete and then they they tell their whole team and right and it's 
this kind of draws into what we're going to be talking about in a second, but weightlifting is a very, very small community. Mm-hmm. We all know each other. For, for as big as it's gotten, you know, it's uh, a lot of, yeah, everyone, everyone kind of knows each other, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and along with that professionalism, too, um, it's my chair, it's creaking, because okay. I feel like it's going to break from underneath me, so let's hope that doesn't happen. That's right. cool. I had butted um, the microphone. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, part, you know, part of this professionalism, too, well, you know, one of the other points we made is be professional, be respectful towards the officials. So in pretty much every competition you will be a part of, your judges, your officials, they are getting paid nothing or very, very, very little. Mm -hmm. So they are there so that you can compete, essentially. They are there so that for you to have, be able to compete and be able to be a part of the sport. So um, I think this one's super important, and I do think one of the people sitting in this room is one of the best when dealing with the officials. I, um, I always really like the lifters that always bow or say thank you or say something to the officials after everyone. And I don't know if you've ever seen Sean Spragan's lift, but that is something he, I, I noticed from him the very first time he competed. And I thought that was a really, really cool thing that you do. Uh, thanks. I I don't really know to say that, but it's it's very respectful. And then do you have the story of me walking up, pointing at the lifting life camera? Like, Hey, but I'll start thanking the officials. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's just a it's just a sign of respect. It's, it, respect, yeah. it's you know, just like when you thank your your coach or whatever, it's it's the same thing. Like Liz said, most of the time everyone's doing this for free. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're oh, now I had better the mic. That yeah, was me. There you go. Okay, so we're coming up on an hour, so uh, it's 49 minutes and okay. we have a lot of stuff that we can add, um, but we'll we'll give it like 10 more. Sure. So just just as a as a barometer here, but so we'll just we'll fly through these real quick. The last one, uh, uh, etiquette and competition. I'll say this, and I'm not saying this to say it because I want it, but uh, I always make it a point when I do a meet over the you know 11 years that I've been doing competitions or however long. Uh, as an athlete, I always make sure to go up and shake the hand of the meet director and say, "Hey, thanks for putting this on," because it's 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 a large undertaking to close your gym down or wherever you have it, uh, you know, and put a lot of work into logistics and stuff like that. But Rich, like every time I do a mush talk or a holiday cup, I'm like, "Hey, man, thanks, thanks again. These are these are awesome. Like they're most of my my fun meets." And you know, a lot of people come and thank uh, after the classics and stuff like that. They find me in the crowd and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I just want to say thank you." I'm like, "Hey, no, thank you for coming. Like we do this for you, obviously, but you know, it's." It, thank you for saying thank you <laughs> kind of thing but, yeah. yeah I've always made it a point to do that no matter what like when I did the Altamont Open like I always say thanks to Danny for putting it on uh, Rich you know anyone else who, um, I'm trying to think of other meets I've done uh, like Pedro I found him like after doing AO series and stuff I'm like hey you know moving all this stuff cross country is, is not an easy task yeah and I think one one thing that I know our team does in particular and honestly anyone who's been around for for a very long time if 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 you have a small local meet um that equipment is sometimes just provided by their own gym Mm -hmm. so that's the equipment that they used to train on every day and they have to lug that equipment you know whether it be in a truck or whatever so sometimes it's also nice if you stick around after the meet and help clean up oh yeah we appreciate that. Yeah, we do. And we do have a lot of help from people. Like when we put on meets, uh, like obviously our club sticks around, but the people, uh, you know, towards the end of the session, last sessions and stuff, a lot of them stick stick around and help us. Like, I'm like, hey, they're like, how can we help? I'm like, just grab a plate, like one plate and put it on that pallet mm-hmm. and we're good to go. And that helps tremendously. It really, really does. And, and that, that, you know, th- saying thank you sometimes from us just isn't enough, but we really appreciate the help when it, you know, when it happens after, after an event. 
which is a perfect segue into talking about Etiquette. the community. Etiquette in the community. And we can just rapid fire these I, if you I just want to go right through. Uh, so the first one we said, we I think we've talked about this with every single section, is just be friendly, be respectful. You know, like Sean said earlier, this is a very small, small community. Um, and you don't want the reputation of being the disrespectful uh, the unfriendly, the antisocial club, you know, you don't, you don't want that kind of, um, you don't want that kind of reputation. So just be friendly. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's taking the next oh, one? Yeah, don't, don't, po- don't try to poach athletes. Uh, just be respectful that someone has a coach, whether, whether or not uh, you might disagree with the coach's methods or think they're not qualified or whatever. Just know that someone's with someone for a reason. And, you know, someone coming, there's a lot of options out there and sometimes that can be overwhelming and confusing for someone where it's like hey I could do this better than you or than your coach or whatever just let sleeping dogs lie or whatever that's the saying good job yep. alright hey yep. I got it nice hey work. pop culture hey, let's go alright um, Sean can have the last one because that was his okay um, don't talk smack <laughs> on social media we've said it you know we said it earlier it's a small community you know and if, if we're not supporting each other if we're not supporting other lifters, other clubs, other people, you know, then what, then what are we actually doing? Yeah. And that's what I love most about weightlifting is when you show up to a, like most of what I've done are local meets. Like I've never made it to the national level and I'm totally okay with that. And I've accepted that a long time ago. Uh, but when I, when I go to meets, local meets, people cheer for you that don't even know you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and I cheer for people I don't even know, or I'm like, Hey, I see them warming up and maybe they miss one. I'm like, come on, man, you got that next time or whatever. Uh, and, and that's something about weight, weightlifting community that I really, really love is everyone's friendly no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter if someone maxes out at, like, 40 kilos. If they hit 41, everyone's just erupted. Oh, yeah. You know? Going and, ape shit. Right. And sometimes, especially, at, I've referenced Holiday Cup a lot because I've done it every single year uh, as long as I've been weightlifting. But, you know, sometimes... Um, What's his name? Tim, Tim's dad, uh, Mr. Headley. Yeah. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. his first name, but he'll be like, this will be for a PR attempt. Or, you know, if he happens to know, mm-hmm. like we tell him, he'll announce it on the thing. And everyone just goes with it. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Holiday cups are a lot of fun. I'm sorry. I got to plug those because those are, <laughs> those are amazing. Yeah. And so the thing about Florida in general, I think there's a very good argument to be made that Florida is at least one of the most competitive uh you know, states in the entire country uh, for the sport of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Florida has become such a powerhouse because of the combination of weightlifting knowledge, the passion that we have, the experience that we all have, mm-hmm. and the respect that we do have for each other. Now, and th- there's a lot of alpha males, alpha females, and we all like to do things our own way. And we're certainly going to disagree sometimes. And that's okay as long as we maintain that professionalism Mm -hmm. but i i truly believe that what sets florida apart from everyone else is our collective love for weightlifting in general that's why florida is so big with weightlifting because we just we love it so much and even if we disagree sometimes it's just our our desire to see weightlifting grow and succeed in general that it it really makes florida a special place so if you're out there please get involved in weightlifting if you're in florida yeah 100 percent. yeah if you're not a weightlifter and somehow you're listening to this podcast you should, you should check out weightlifting you know, at a club near you, whether wherever you are in the United States or world or whatever. But it's the big picture that, that sets, like you said, that sets Florida apart because we're all trying to, in our own ways, grow weightlifting. We're in our own ways trying to grow exposure uh, and engagement in this, in this sport that we know all about. You know, But when someone new uh, 
when we get someone new to engage and be like, man, I really want to try that. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe I could do a competition one day. And even Jim, the owner of Valor Fitness, located in St. Pete, ValorFitness.com, for all your gym equipment needs, was like, he saw some masters lifters doing our meets and was like, man, so I'm not too old. Like, I could probably start training, you think? And he asked me, he's like, do you think I'm too old to do one? I was like, no, dude. Hell no. Yeah, go out there and find someone to teach you these lifts because we're, we're far from Valor, so he wouldn't obviously come to us. But, uh, you know, find, like, a someone in your area that could teach you side note to that story him and my father were the ones talking about that before he came and talked to you about it they were in the audience going we're not too old for this we could do this because they're about the same age so that's comical all right well yeah okay cool cool story bro i just think that's funny because i remember it was it was after tbs i don't remember one of the ones at valor and we had the older guy he was like in his 70s i think it was practice uh 2020 yeah but i remember my dad and jim were sitting talking and then immediately after that guy was done my dad's like i'm not too old i could do this still waiting dad still waiting (laughs) well I think uh, I think we covered it all, and, yeah. and like I said, I want I wanted this to to come from a place of hey, this is what to expect when you're in, in, around other weightlifters in a gym, in a weightlifting club, out at a meet, all of that kind of stuff. So so hopefully this sheds some light on like if you walk in front of someone and you get the evil eyes out there, why they're thinking that way, but also conversely, you know save the evil eyes <laughs> that person may not know right so scroll scroll back about about 30 minutes and we we're talking about that but uh i think that's that's all for us today and i would be remiss if i did not mention our upcoming event uh which would be the tampa bay area classic 8 on september 11th and 12th 2020 oh, what are we 2021 right at valor fitness headquarters here in st pete it's it, it is our 15th sanctioned event since 2015 and we're, we're this is our last uh, competition for our grand prix series a scoring event if you want to know more about that go to keeppulling.com slash grand prix or go to our website and click on the events tab but we thank you so much for listening listening to the keep pulling podcast uh, oh yeah and thank you liz and thank you sean for coming on thank do you, you guys want to plug your instagram you, or how can people find you or whatever do you even want to do that no okay you can find my teacher instagram if you're interested in uh, science plug it there you at go miss klauka m-i-s-s-k-l-a-u-k-a for that's, funny science videos that's on instagram so again thank you all for joining <laughs> us today for the episode 13 of weightlifting etiquette and culture you can find previous episodes on our website at keeppulling.com and make sure to follow us on social media keep at keep pulling on instagram you like what you hear pull up itunes find this podcast and leave us a review we would greatly appreciate it anyway thanks for listening and see you all next time